0: Welcome to Women Winning at Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. Thank you to all of our listeners who are continuing to just show us so much love and so much support for this podcast. Um, as For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, thank you and welcome to Women Winning at Writing. And this show is brought to you by your writing table where we help you tell your story your way in your words well we are in season two of our podcast episodes and hey you guys are you know just in for a treat um if you've listened to any of the previous episodes y'all know that we cover some pretty good topics we talked about poetry we've talked about memoirs we've talked about workbooks we've even had a couple editors on here who have just you know dug deep and talked with me about different editing topics and i've gotten on here y'all have heard me discuss things about writing and so we're just gonna keep it going because we want you guys to have some amazing tools and strategies when it comes to writing. Um, again, the goal of this podcast is to give you inspiration and motivation and to remind you that writing a book is not impossible. It is not, okay? So, On today's show, we've got an amazing guest for you today. Um, I've had the pleasure of speaking with her, and she is a powerhouse. I mean, because y'all know that's all I bring on this show are powerhouses, right? Because that's what we do on Women Winning at Writing. We are the bosses of our writing. And that's what we want, those of you who are thinking about writing, see yourself as that. See yourself as a boss writer, as that woman who can accomplish anything achieve anything and get that book written so our guest on today is from the east coast and she is not only an author but she's also a speaker and a coach she works with women okay because y'all know that's what we do And she and her husband actually have a business together that is connected to helping women and not just women, but helping people write books. So I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about that as well. She has written a book. She is a mom. She is a native of Trinidad and Tobago. And I know my accent was probably horrible, but you know, I just had to throw that in there. So, <laughs> Without further ado, if you all would please help me give a warm welcome to Mrs. Chantel Henry. Welcome, Chantel, to the show.
1: Wow, thank you so much, Chelsea, for having me. I'm excited. And I must say, I wish I was. I need go Trinidad, but I'm actually living vicariously through my husband, who happens to be from the land of sunshine and sand. <laughs> gotcha. But thanks for that.
0: <laughs> well, welcome yeah, to the so, show.
1: Thank you so much. You know, I really was excited when I got the invitation because I'm all about helping women find their voices through writing. Um, there's nothing more important than I think the written word and the more women we can empower to actually get their thoughts out of their head, out of their hearts onto paper, the better our world will become. So thank you for just providing the platform for women like myself. really share what helps us to get over the hump and actually produce work that others can read.
0: I love it. And yes, you are so very welcome. Well, we're just going to dive right in. So tell us a little bit about yourself, the name of your book, and what inspired you to write it?
1: Right. So I am, like you said, from the East Coast, originally from Baltimore, And, um, you know, my love of writing was really born from this desire to be an advocate. Um, I watched my mom growing up uh, in the city be an advocate for criminal justice reform, uh, political prisoners, and she would take me on any given day to like political rallies to fight for the freedom of others. And seeing that at an early age really inspired me to say, you know, it's more than just being successful. Yes, you get the degrees. Yes, you get the accolades in the world, but what are you doing for other people? And that is what really inspired me to know that I can be in front of the scenes, but I think it's more powerful, at least from my perspective, to be behind the scenes as well and just give others a platform to let their gifts shine. And obviously in that process, many people have been wanting to know my story. And so that was the, what inspired me to write One of several books. Um, I'll share with you the one that I co authored with myself, with my husband, and other women on the topic of love and relationships called Love Never Fails. And we published that book. uh, Yeah, we published that book several years ago. um, And it was really an anthology dedicated to sharing stories of the resiliency of love. So we have authors sharing everything from, you know, overcoming the grief of losing a, a parent that they love dearly. Um, everything from someone dealing with a very tumultuous love triangle and getting over that through the power of faith and the power um, of, of just commitment. Um, and then myself and my husband, we shared our story about how we went from, you know, singleness to really finding each other as soulmates. Uh, so that was one of the, the, one of my favorite, uh, topics to write about, um, in that book, Love Never Fails.
0: Oh, I love that. And I'm that, I love that you and your husband did that together, um, because it allows the perspective to be seen from both sides, which is really, really good. I love that. So what was your writing experience like while writing that book, especially since you did it with your husband?
1: Right, so we goof around a lot. Okay, <laughs> So as we were like recalling our love stories and funny moments in our lives. We got really distracted. So I literally could not sit down at a computer and type it up. Um, the task just seemed a little too arduous. So uh-huh. I-, I, was, I wanted it to be a fun environment. And so I took my phone actually, and while we were, I settled the kids in bed, we actually just picked up the phone, recorded ourselves speaking and talking. And that translated into the content
0: for our book. I absolutely love that. And I thank you for sharing that because I tell my clients often that because the way life is set up for most of us, we don't have time to just sit at a computer, you know, or take the laptop and just sit and write. So the fact that you all did that audibly you know recorded on your phone and then just you know transcribed and converted that into words that's absolutely amazing I love that now what was when you recorded it versus writing it did you find that it was easier to do it that way and then just convert it I did um
1: because it worked with our schedule as well like it felt more like a something that we got to do instead of something that we had to do so it was just a a lower barrier for of uh, resistance when it came to just picking up the phone because our phone is in our hand like ninety percent of the day anyway. So when I was like, "Hey, babe, let's record this chapter," he's like, oh, "Okay, cool, let's talk." And so that was it. Made it easier for both of us even after having very very full days and to just be able to sit and dedicate ourselves to um, to sharing our story.
0: See, that's amazing, and I I, I love that. So now. Okay, (laughs) you've written another book as well, correct?
1: Yes, yes, I did. On a Mission, 21 Secrets for College success.
0: Okay, so tell us a little bit about that, because that that one you didn't, did you do that one with your husband as well, or that one was a solo?
1: Yeah, I did that one. It was born from me wanting to give my students something of value after I had left the classroom. I was a professor at, at 25, and... By then, I was like completely done with school. Like, I didn't want to see a classroom anymore. Right. Um, But I still had built a relationship with my students. And so I thought it was important that they be left with some strategies that could help them grow um, in their academic as well as the rest of their lives. And that's what inspired that particular book um, that went on to be a bestseller. And um, it's still helping children to this day. Like, I get emails randomly throughout the year saying oh my god i got your book from amazon and it's really
0: radically shifted the way i look at my four years in college that's awesome and while you were a college professor at age 25 yes that's right <laughs> oh wow okay so now how did it feel to go from being you know a student to now you're teaching the students
1: yeah it was um, <laughs> well I would say it was different only because the students thought that I was their peer, <laughs> their peer, so I started talking. I'm, right, I'm five one. You know, I, I dressed, you know in the latest styles, and so they thought that I was the homie <laughs> instead of the professor. <laughs> right, and that part was was pretty funny. But um, in terms of my desire, like I've always been a teacher. I'm, a, I'm the youngest of five, And my mother said from the time I got out of the womb, like. I was always instructing, and so <laughs> I've, I've, I've since refined the way that I teach, but at the core of it, the desire to see other people transform and improve based on information um, that I have has been a core calling of my life, uh, and that that's what, what inspired my journey as a professor as well.
0: That's awesome. I love it. So now, what was one of the most surprising things you learned about yourself? while writing your books, when you're creating the content?
1: Um, hmm, the surprising thing that I learned about myself was really that, you know, I'm not, I don't enjoy writing, per se, but I enjoy speaking. Really? Right? And that's why I love the era. Yeah, that's why I love the era that we live in because, you know, you don't have to be a great, uh, writer in order to be a best-selling author. You don't have to have passed all of the (laughs) one-on-one classes of writing and literature and prose in order for you to be an excellent author. And what I mean by that, Chelsea, is that when you can speak what's on your heart and it's more than just about you, but it's information built around your stories, around your anecdotes that can transform people's lives, that is the value, right? Um, In the line of work that we do um, with our organization called the League of Experts, where it's a community of thought leaders who are on a mission to change the world. What we tell our clients is that you must understand that your story does not belong to you, but it belongs to everyone who will be impacted as a result of hearing your story. And see, when you put on those glasses, it allows you to get over yourself really quickly, right? Right. Because there are many people who are who are listening to this who are like oh yeah I don't have a problem sharing like it's just every, it's what I do but there are others who are more informational speakers than they are transformational speakers meaning that they can divulge the textbook knowledge and tell you about the statistics but when it comes to being vulnerable and being willing to be transparent they sort of they they shut down right but a dynamic author is one that is able to blend both both self-help And both anecdotal information, both, you know, technical info and both transformational information, both the inspiration as well as the empirical evidence, that combination leads to a very compelling piece of work that a person can glean from, not just for that season that they're in reading your book, but for the rest of their life.
0: I, we could just put the pen on it and stop the show right now because what you just dropped like listeners i don't know if y'all paid attention but she just said like four five six mouthfuls right there i mean we could do a whole nother show on just that little tidbit um that's rich That is super, super rich. And it really, really gives a completely different perspective on how you write, what you write, and the why you are writing. You know what I'm saying? And um, wow, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that that is something that those who are thinking of writing a book should keep in mind, um, you know, and not be afraid to really ask questions if they're not sure, you know, on the anecdotes or how many stories should they tell or should they say this or should they say that. Um, that is absolutely excellent. So now you said that is the league of experts that you are a part of?
1: Yes, that's the organization that we founded really designed for individuals who are professional in their own right. So maybe they're branching off and starting their own businesses or they have a business right now that they're looking to scale or stabilize to take them to the next level of exposure, Um, getting on TEDx stages, putting their ideas into books that go on to be bestsellers, building assets around their intellectual property in the form of digital courses, workshops, retreats. All of that is what we do to empower the professional at the League of Experts.
0: Okay, um, so just put me a spot to the side, cause I'm signing up today. Um, cause yeah, that's for me. So yeah, you can just just go ahead and put my name on the list. I'll I'll be there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's for me. Nobody else can join. Just me, y'all. Okay, it's just me. <laughs> um, so now when you are doing your writing and you're preparing your 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 talks, what is one thing that you must have in your writing space? That's going to help you stay focused.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess it's an intangible thing, but it's so important to me. And that's silence.
0: (laughs) Silence. Okay.
1: Yeah. I always admire people in college where they could like work with a bunch of loud music playing and like, I, I never was able to do that. So I need silence. And in order to do, to have complete silence, I always have my little earbuds if you've ever been on an airplane and they give you those free earbuds i keep like 10 of those i buy like a pack of 100 from walmart and i keep them randomly around the house (laughs) because it really came in handy when my my uh, son was six months old and he was the loudest human being i had ever encountered (laughs) so in order for me to let him be a child and let me be be sane I had to keep them in my back pocket (laughs) I (laughs) called them my peace preservers so like (laughs) from the time he woke up to the time he went to bed I would have them in my ears and it was such a peaceful parenting journey that I highly recommend everyone go out and get (laughs) get some peace (laughs) preservers they're like three dollars from
0: walmart but it will radically change your life right and um you know what and i'm that one i'm the college student who was in college and yeah i i can tune stuff out so um sometimes if i'm really really intent on something i need the quiet but majority of the time i am able to work in an in an area that's got noise it becomes white noise to me and so I am able to tune it out. And I think that's because prior to me um, really getting into my writing, I worked in the industry of international freight forwarding and logistics. And that is a world of serious multitasking at a very fast paced um, speed. And so for over 16 years, I literally did 80 million things probably at the same time so I know I've learned how to compartmentalize but at the same time I'm like a a mound of spaghetti noodles because it's compartmentalized but it's all jumbled up like at the same time it's like it's kind of crazy I know it's crazy but I think as a creative um and if you are or identify yourself as a creative you get it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're we're just we're spaghetti noodles because we've got stuff all over the place, but it makes sense to us. We know where the beginning of the noodle is and where it stops. Yeah, we just get it. It, it ends up being a delicious meal. But exactly. No one else can know
1: quite how
0: to prepare it except you. <laughs> right, exactly that part. But other creatives understand the you know our that what they say that there's method to my madness. They understand that part. <laughs> So, do you think that color or decor affects your creativity? So, I know you have silence. That's your sound, you know, and the the aesthetics. But as far as for the visual, do you think that color plays a role or decor? Uh, yeah.
1: Having greenery around is refreshing. Um, You mentioned Trinidad earlier. So, we spend a lot of our time on the island of Trinidad and Diego. And um, to just open the door and like look outside of our yard and see the you know the backyard with three mango trees and the mangoes are hanging down like ornaments from a Christmas tree and it's orange and yellow and green color it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, So being able to have that type of peace is great and then when we're on the twin island of Tobago and seeing the ocean, you know, overlooking, our house overlooking the ocean is really, really beautiful as well. It's just a space of peace, of refreshing and it really puts things in perspective for me that writing and uh, serving our clients in the way that we do is not a task, but it really is a privilege.
0: Hey, I'm loving it. Um, and as you were just describing those things, I could literally see, you know, um, the greenery and the the lush vegetation, you know, and the like you said, the refreshing, the tranquility, and it does make a difference when you're in that environment. So again, just put me on the list when you guys have the next retreat, the next writers retreat in Trinidad. Again, just I'm there. I'm I'm just there. So yeah, I'll pack my bag. I'll be ready next week love it let's do it <laughs> <laughs> um, and our last questions I don't want to take up too much of your time you speak to thousands of not just women but you also speak with people and on various platforms what is one thing that you would say to a woman who's thinking about writing a book but she's not sure how to get started or she doesn't even know if she has anything worth writing about or she feels that it's not worth writing about.
1: You who are listening, um, and you may fall into that boat, um, really understand that your ability to write doesn't have to do with your education. It doesn't have to do with your experience. It has everything to do with your heart. The heart of why you write will guide you into knowing what you should write and when you should do it. And when you make it a hard matter, then I think it becomes a lot easier to, number one, get over yourself. Get over the resistance of thinking that you're not qualified or that nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Or everyone's already said it before, so what will I say that will make a difference? All of that negative talk, what prevents good women from actually getting the good exposure that they deserve, is what's hindering you. And I say throw it out the window, right? Um, gone are the days where we lack opportunities to let our voices be heard. Mm-hmm. We have the opportunity in the form of podcasts, in the form of books, audiobooks, social media, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. allow your voice to be one that history doesn't forget. But in order to do that, you have to show up. You have to actually get the support in the form of Chelsea join communities like the league of experts that's going to help position you in a way where you can do it for yourself but you don't have to do it by yourself
0: that's it enough said so for those of you that are listening and you were asking yourself how can i write this book i've got an idea i've been sitting on it i'm just not sure what to do how to move hey Chantelle just told you exactly how you can at least begin to get started <clears throat> when you're thinking about your ideas. And so I just encourage you to branch out on that idea. <clears throat> if it's something that you've been thinking about, just write the thoughts down and go from there. Get started. That's the most important thing. Get started. Just don't sleep on it. You know, don't put it on the shelf for years, but just go ahead and get started. And there are Um, organizations like the League of Experts. You can speak with, you know, like myself and the Your Writing Table team. We're the ones that are here to help you and guide you through those things so that you can be successful in writing your book. Well, Chantel, thank you so much for taking out some time from your busy schedule to just sit and chat with us for a little bit. We appreciate you so much. Um, Before we wrap up, how can the listeners connect with you, um, get more information on the League of Experts, and purchase your books
1: absolutely you can go to join oEcom that's join l as in league o as in of and e as in expert.com. dot com and um, that's a free community and then to connect with me as well you can go to our instagram mwale and chantelle uh, at instagram and that's m w a l e and chantelle
0: on Instagram. Okay, perfect. Well, listeners, you heard it here first. And again, we just thank our guest for today, Miss Chantel Henry, for blessing us so richly with giving us just some more tidbits on writing, co-writing, and Y'all go out and go get your peace preservers because, you know, I think like Chantel's got stock in those things. So go ahead, go get yourself some peace preservers. So you can, (laughs) if silence is something that you need to have, then the peace preservers are a writing like necessity that you like must have in your arsenal so you can successfully, you know, maximize your creativity when you're writing. (laughs) So uh, next. uh, Until next time, everyone keep winning at writing. Be blessed. Bye for now.